0: Well, hello everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Void's IRL podcast. Uh, We're here not late at night, uh, middle of the day. No excuses this time.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I'm on a lot of cold mess. Sarah has
0: a cold. And if you hear sounds from outside this time, it's not wind, it's birds enjoying the sunshine and chirping. It is a beautiful day in Wicklow, and um, I'm planning to go directly outside when we're finished here. Possibly stay there for as much of the day as possible. Some grass to cut.
1: (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) I'm just going to have to enjoy it. So, today we're talking about the cafe.
0: Yeah, uh, we've had a few questions about this, and really, um, in terms of major ongoing projects, it's the biggest thing that we have, uh, that we do, and we've been doing it for about three years now, so um, it'll be fun to talk to you a little bit about what it is, what we do, um, how people are involved, and um, what it means for our work here, so... Uh, I guess we'll just go back to the beginning, will we? No, <laughs> the face. The face Sarah said when I made when I said let's go back to the beginning. There, um, there's
1: nothing that Ted loves more <laughs> than going through past information.
0: Oh, I do.
1: He loves the good. Let's replay.
0: <laughs> we're gonna how talk, the
1: past went. We're gonna talk about enneagram.
0: We're gonna talk about the enneagram and over next week. My enneagram again uh, number. Enneagram 9s apparently live in the past, and um, I, we don't need to go over it. We just, people want to know how things get started. I was just talking to someone yesterday about uh, how we get ideas for things that we do here. I think it's interesting. I don't know if it's actually... I think
1: the certain amount of <laughs> information is interesting. I think the amount that you week, end up sharing... This week's discussion is on the podcast What is interesting than what people want to hear. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, I'll keep it short.
1: Okay, let's see if you can give a quick, maybe, like, two-minute wrap-up of how it started.
0: Well, um, when we met Stephen and Annette...
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Just kidding. Um, no, we... Uh, S- Stephen and Annette and S- Sarah and I, we all of us were running a playgroup, um, which happened during the school year. It was kind of a thing where parents could bring their kids who weren't in school to hang out and play with each other and talk Um, but all of those kinds of things that happen and they're pretty common here um, they all they all happened in the school year and nothing really happened it all stopped over the summer Uh, but we had a lot of parents saying to us man I wish you were doing something like this over the summer because I really could use a place to go and get out of the house with the kids because summer in Ireland not necessarily uh, nicest weather all the time
1: or sometimes when we think it's really nice and beautiful <laughs> and sunny people here think it's too warm <laughs> you gotta
0: get out of the sun too hot we have it's it's too amazing sunny. to me the number of times people have come into the, the play cafe over the summer saying we had to get out of the sun for a little bit um but um we had the idea to open a pop-up cafe <clears throat> sorry you're supposed to be the one coughing not me we had the idea to open up a pop-up cafe uh, where we would just turn one of the spaces that we use, like the assembly hall into a temporary cafe space for a week. And, um, part of our motivation in doing that was just because we noticed around Wicklow, there are lots of cafes. Um, there's probably at least 10 coffee shops in Wicklow that you could go in and sit and have a coffee. Um, and none of them are very child friendly. Uh, most of them, uh, most of them don't really have a uh, specific area for kids or uh, maybe colors for kids or anything. Like, even the minimum stuff you would expect at a restaurant, there's very little of that. In fact, I, I think we worked out that there's only one place in town that has a place you could change a nappy. Like, a, a changing table, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, obviously, if you wanted to meet a friend for coffee in Wicklow, um, that's great. Lots of opportunities, lots of options for that. If you have small children with you, um, your options have gone way, way, way down. Uh, And a lot of times people will meet at the playground or something like that. But if it's not a nice day, there's really just, uh, there are no good options in Wicklow. Um, And so we didn't didn't necessarily have the resources to uh, open a full-on cafe. But we do have the ability to rent a space for a week or so at a time. And um, we did that a few times. Especially like over Easter break, um, for a week at a time, we kids
1: also get a lot of breaks here during the school year. That's true. So they get
0: two weeks for Easter.
1: Two weeks for Easter, and then they get midterm breaks as well. So
0: yeah, Um,
1: we've run them in the summer and on school holiday breaks.
0: But for the last two summers, we've done kind of an eight-week block of pop-up cafe where um, we set everything up. In the uh, in the the hall of the Methodist Church in Wicklow, and um, we open the doors kind of ten to four I think have been our hours for the most part um, and uh, people turn up, uh, all manner of people come in,
1: uh, mostly people with kids.
0: Yeah, well, we, we primarily, I think, appeal to and advertise to, uh, well, when I say advertise, I mean uh, put on Facebook saying it exists um, to families with young kids. And obviously that is kind of our um, uh, the kind of market that we cater to the best because that's what we do for our play group and those are the people we know. Um, we've talked a little bit about this year, trying to broaden that a bit because um, they're maybe potentially need for um that kind of drop in space um uh, for all kinds of people not just people with young kids um, but
1: well i think it is something that's come to our attention here in wicklow and, and in a lot of places i think that during the day there's not a lot of places that people can go and just hang out If there don't, I mean, if they don't have a.
0: Without spending a lot of money. Without
1: spending a lot of money. I mean, obviously, you could go to a cafe for a long time in the library, (laughs) which our library is very small, so not a lot of people can spend a lot of time in the library. Hopefully,
0: there will be um, more space for that when they open the new library, but for now and for the next year and a half, two years, foreseeable future, um, even the library is not a great option for just hanging
1: yeah well well, and doing whatever meeting up with somebody Um, there's not a lot of groups for adults that meet during the day that um, and so yeah I think we've kind of been more aware of the need for maybe potentially some kind of a community drop-in space Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're talking this summer about you know what would it look like to have some things on offer, not just for um kids, young kids um, but also thinking about other people in our community who also need a space that they can go and be welcome and have a conversation with somebody else um, without it being um, without there being a need to spend a lot of money
0: yeah we um we provide tea and coffee and snacks um but we've always done it on a system uh that we call the honest teapot um which uh is sort of like the honesty box system that some cafes run or just the honor system um people know roughly what uh the value of what they're getting is and um we just ask people to put in a donation to cover the costs basically um It doesn't usually fully cover its own costs. Um, usually people's estimation of what it costs us to do this is a little lower than what it actually does cost, but um, uh, it's pretty close. Um, so and people people do throw a few coins in the teapot.
1: Yeah, and I think that for many people, um, it's an opportunity, I think, for us to interact with people. In a space um, they feel comfortable and in a in in meeting a need that they have in the community, because I think oftentimes the church, at least in this particular place kind of exists where it exists, and there's not a lot of things that they do out into the community in terms of meeting needs that are outside of their own kind of parishes. Now, I will say that this last year, as um, Wicklow has gotten this influx of people who are seeking asylum in Ireland, that the churches all have come together to mm. to try to meet needs for that to try to be able to support that um, but in terms of people within our communities, I think oftentimes there's this there's a just an assumption that. People will come to the church, whatever that church is, if they need something, and kind of they're there for services basically, and yeah. there's not as many spaces where the church and people of the church are are present with no expectation and no um, like we're doing this so that we yeah. can achieve some something, but just as in terms of. We love this community. We love this people. And we believe that the people that God calls us to be is the people who love our community. And um, by putting on, I think, the cafe, Like it's our hope that it would be a space for people to see uh, something different, I think, about what it means to be mm-hmm. the church, and what it means to be a people who love God and love people, and also just to open up for it to be a comfortable space hmm. for people to have conversation, and and that those kinds of things do happen
0: absolutely um, yeah.
1: over time. You know, as you sure. interact with people, we've had some really uh, in, like amazing conversations with people in the yeah. cafe space as they talk about who are you and what are you doing? And people that we mm. know really well who mm. will say like, this is what the church should be like. This mm. is what they should be doing. Mm. And this is where mm. I, and, and, you know, we've had families who have said to us, you know, this is where I feel at home. This is, mm. this is yeah. where I feel the church.
0: It, 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 it is amazing is. to me. That's, that's absolutely true. Um, it's amazing to me how long people will come in and sit down for too. Like, yeah. Um, People will stay in the play cafe much longer than they would ever stay in a cafe. Or oh, a restaurant, for sure.
1: Well, I mean, kids.
0: and well, and even our kids. Like we try to make it so that we're not both there for a long stretch of time with the kids, and uh, so that they have some some space, um, so that they have some time that they're not they don't have to be in the play cafe. Yeah, I mean, we don't want them to hate <laughs> hate it. Right, um, like like they hate other things. Um, but uh, there, there are still times when we say, "Okay, we've been here for a long time. Let's let's go home, kids." And the kids are like, "No, I don't want to go home. I actually really do want to stay there," um, which is which is nice. But I, I think
1: I, they're <laughs> able to enjoy it because we're not because usually one of us is in the cafe right. and one of us is is with the kids. They're able to enjoy that because they're not having to be there twenty four seven.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and. Um, it does work the best when we have kind of a, a ROTA or a staff of people. Um, and that's looked different over the different years that we've done this. Um, when we've done it at midterms, we have volunteers that have come just for a week or two weeks or something. Um, that's worked really well. Um, when we've done it over the summer, we have, uh, depending on the week, different groups of people here helping out or, uh. You know, somebody's mom's here, or <laughs> something like that. Um, and it's it's the kind of thing. It's not a lot of work. It's just a matter of being there, making sure the tea is made, making sure there's coffee made, uh, maybe tidying up after people a bit. Um, but a lot of it is just um, people will start talking to you. Um, they'll come in, they'll get a cup of coffee, and they'll start talking to you. Um, and you know, we've well, and it, the, it can
1: get busy. Like
0: it, it can, yeah.
1: It depending on yeah. the number of kids who are in the cafe, it can get a bit chaotic.
0: Yeah, that certainly can. Um, one of, one of the other things that surprised me a lot about it is um, people will bring not just their own food to sit and eat, which we say is fine. Um, we encourage people to bring a, a, you know food for their kids that's going to be appropriate. Um, but people will also um, bring food to share and just sit down and share food um, or even snacks. Like we serve kind of a Cookies or a flapjacks tray or something. People will bring in a tray of, of baked goods that they have made and say, "Here, like put these out." Um, yeah, I mean, it feels like a real. Cool.
1: It feels like a real community space. Mm-hmm. Um, where, and there's lots of people in our community who help cleaning up and help making coffee and, um, you know, they they want to see it happen as well. Um. So it does always, I think, feel like it's not just something that's ours, yeah. but that it's something that lots of people take ownership of. Yeah. And enjoy. Yeah. And yeah, there are people who come every day. Yeah, uh, there literally are. Or at least a couple of several times a week. Like, it's
0: different. The the interesting thing about working uh, primarily with families with young kids is that they change so quickly. Uh, that even two years ago when we first opened the doors and said, this is a pop-up play cafe for the summer, we're here. Um, the people who needed that uh, that space then, um, we didn't see again the next summer. We saw a whole different set of people. Yeah. Um, because uh, when you have toddlers, life changes really fast. Um, and which
1: is hard. I think that's one of the things that um, is hard in one way is because... Yeah. People that we become close to, sometimes, we see them all the time for a season. Yeah. And then their kids grow up and, you know, they get busy in other things and they're, you know,
0: mm.
1: you don't see them as much anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think as, you know, we've been doing this work for a while now, that's one of the things that is causing us to think also about this cafe space more broadly and differently as we're seeing um people we know when we first started have different needs and their kids obviously have different needs um and i mean i think what we're asking ourselves is you know like what does it what does it mean to be the church right here in our community what does it mean to try to do something different Hmm. um what is it? What can it look like yeah. to be out in the midst of our community, um, yeah. not trying to make people feel guilty or shaming them, mm. but just in terms of offering grace and love and saying, "This um, God looks like this too."
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I think uh, especially in the Irish context, people have such a tendency towards guilt. And, um, feeling bad that, um, uh, maybe that they're, they're not doing something they think they should be doing or, um, it's, it would be very easy to guilt people. Uh, or if you, if you try to, if people feel too guilty, they just won't even turn up again. Um, if they feel like, uh, Uh, if they feel if they feel like they're taking advantage of what we're doing like they'll just uh, disappear and I I think we have to work really hard um, in the church context to um, make sure that what we're doing is kind of is an an equal partnership with people they are participants in it they're you know they have an opportunity to contribute but there's at no point are they feeling that guilt that's so easy to experience just coming in um because uh that's that's such a strong feeling that people Mm. here have specifically um it's just a very guilty um
1: yeah it's definitely a cultural
0: culture exactly yeah yeah Yeah. but anyway um so
1: that's the cafe what else
0: about the cafe anything um, i don't
1: think so i mean i think we're thinking this year about like what will look different this look like differently this summer, we're, we're planning to do a cafe the second week of Easter break this year in April. And then we have our summer cafe as well. We have some groups that are coming along to help with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're kind of thinking about, you know, what does it look like to have a space that we're offering up to the community this year that isn't just for kids. Um, yeah. That it's also a, that's a space where really that f- families whatever your family looks like
0: yeah
1: um, can be no, it's not a quiet cafe and it will never be <laughs> at this point yeah, in yeah for a quiet space it's, now some it's no not that's not to say that there aren't quiet moments because sometimes there are just a few families there with little kids and it can be quite quiet um, but it's not a solitary quiet space uh, where you can like study. But, um,
0: well, and also, um, and also we don't have exceptional coffee. Like we have good coffee. We have a drip coffee maker. Yeah. If you want a barista coffee, if you want a, a latte yeah. or flat white, um, you just got to go someplace else. <laughs> like we you're not going to get that here.
1: We recommend Dave's.
0: We do. Um, uh, and there's plenty of places in McLeod to get a good coffee and if that's what people want, they can go to those places. Yeah. Um, and we're happy for people to get a Dave's, uh, at Dave's and bring it, uh, in their takeaway cup or whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wonder, you know, I mean, I think there are people who come and who are part of the cafe in that way and help serve. But if there are people listening who wanted to be involved in the cafe, any
0: of you out there in listener land, well, I
1: know, right. Ted <laughs> keeps telling me that there are people listening. There
0: are nearly 22 people listening. <laughs> Every every single week,
1: but if people did want to be involved and support the cafe, uh, get in touch with us. I mean, there might be ways that you could help to support.
0: Um, yeah, absolutely. It's not too the late. Work of the cafe. Uh, it's not too late to get in uh, on the ground floor of this play cafe situation. Community we gotta come cafe. Up with a, we gotta I a community the new name. cafe. Let's have a conversation about naming things. People Let's love not. that. <laughs>
1: let's not let's I'm move on to you, what was your question of the week
0: <laughs> all right we can move on um yeah so question of the week we asked for some questions and we uh, we have a little list of questions here this week um we're going to respond to this question and um i'm not going to try to interpret it it's just this is the question i'm going to read it to you it says how do you see the concept of home and home is in like quotes but what are the what are they called when it's just one inverted commas is that different home i'm doing air quotes i think i
1: I think that if you have usually if you have a question and you have two quotes at the like at the beginning quotation marks at the beginning if you're having another quote in the middle then you have to do the single
0: oh okay so it's a quote inside a quote i guess so yeah I
1: don't know. But why does it... Let's let's not critique the question
0: asker's grammar here. Um, Let's not
1: spend a lot of time on that. Go ahead, Ted. You go first. How do
0: you see the concept of home? Yeah, um, I think we've talked about this in a previous podcast, because I remember uh, realizing what I was saying was the definition of home, and I just described that for people. But, um, I mean, I think for us, um, it's the place where our family is. And by family, I just mean the four of us... um, because uh, our extended family, uh, with whom we feel very much at home when we're with, um, live all over the place. And, um, you know, when we're in Lancaster or State College or Nashville, um, Ohio, any of those places where we have our families, um, when our family is there, that's home. And it feels as much as home as any place else really. And, like, this weekend we're going to Scotland and we have a rental Airbnb house. And I'm sure we will say, let's go home. And that place will be our home for f- three whole nights. Um, and, you know, our family will be there. See,
1: uh, I, I, I partially agree with what you're saying. All right. But I do also think that home is a place. Mm. That there is something really significant about... Saying that it's okay, I think, for home to be a place. Like, you grew up, for the most part, mm. in one place. And that place yeah. will always be home.
0: Yeah, that's true. And,
1: that's... and there's significant things. Like, I, um, I recently read, um,
0: oh, what's his name?
1: <laughs> no, it's the guy. He's like a poet and he talks about the earth a lot. Gatuma? No, no. He's um, from Kentucky. W- Wendell Berry? Yeah. So I recently read one of Wendell Berry's novels. All right. And something I think that is really interesting in his novels is that the place itself is as much a character mm. as any of the people in the story. And I, I think that we live in a in a world and a time in which people move a lot. And we like to say, well, home is just, you know, the people that I love. And I, yeah. I agree with that. I do. But I think there is something also significant about calling a place home and and choosing to be at home in a place. Yeah. Now I don't think I think that can change. I think you can make your home in different places. But I think that there is something really significant about saying this is home. Yeah. This particular place for <clears throat> this particular moment.
0: I think you are a little bit more aware of that. Uh, and I think that's true for me as, as well. I think you're more aware of that because um, you have lived in so many different places and you you sometimes at times have not had that place where it just feels like this place is home. Whereas I've pretty much always felt like when I'm in State College, PA, that's home. And uh, I, I think I never really even thought about... Um, home being a different place um, until you know until I was an adult. Um, and so now to me, I guess I just feel more comfortable with the idea that any place can be home because I do also always just have that like. Well that's the big question go to back me to stay college like, and does that's always home
1: Does having this one like rooted place of home make it easier mm. for you to call other places home? yeah' they is, are like a reflection that is a good question for you of this <laughs> well, so this whole question of like what is home is a big question in my life. I yeah, feel like absolutely. in thinking about um what is home? Where is home? I think in some ways, home is a feeling that I get mm. when I feel at home with people, in a place, when I feel like this could be home.
0: Mm.
1: It's also a choice I think that you make to call a place home because mm-hmm. when you do move a lot I think it's really easy just to say well this is just a place I'm living right now
0: yeah.
1: and it's not home and I don't know where home is but this probably isn't it
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I'm just going to this is just a place mm. um, a number of years ago when I was kind of first in, uh, encountering Glendalock which is a monastic city ancient monastic city near in County Wicklow near here um, father michael who is our guide led us on a small labyrinth that's just outside of the monastic city and it, it's a, a replica a copy of a stone that they found on the pilgrim path that leads into glendalough and this this, this labyrinth was a reminder to people that the way was difficult and hard, and they needed to stop and to pray and to remember that God was with them. And Father Michael, as, as we were walking this labyrinth, he said you know, to remember all of the ways in our lives, the times and the places in which God has come close to us, or at times and places when we have felt far from God. And as we walked the labyrinth, to think about how we are all on this journey home, and I think ultimately we are all on a journey home and and what does that mean and what does that look like I think could be a very long deep philosophical question conversation but that kind of image of a labyrinth has stuck in my mind as a reminder of this idea of being on a journey homeward Mm -hmm. and I think just like as an elaborate and a labyrinth sometimes you feel very close to that and sometimes you feel far away from that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um, I love that uh, for you. Uh, home is like a labyrinth, <laughs> like a literal maze. Like a place it is a of literal maze. I think Yeah, I mean, people lost. are
1: constantly asking questions to me about like where are you from? Mm. Where is your home? Yeah, yeah. And and that's a very difficult question for me to answer, um, because I, I don't have that like one place
0: right. of
1: home that I have been at home.
0: Yeah,
1: in many many different places. And I have lived in some places that I didn't feel at home.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And
1: yeah. Uh, and that's okay too. Like I don't think we have to feel at home in every single place we are.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm looking at this sign that's like I hung up across <laughs> from us, oh, and man. I had written like home. It's a chalkboard. Is it's like a chalkboard I had written on at home is. And I didn't really feel, I just put dot, 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 because I feel like I don't really know what is home. And (laughs) Abigail, I guess, took some chalk and wrote underneath it, funny. Funny. So now it says, like, home Home is is dot, 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 funny.
0: Yeah, well, even the idea that you started the sentence, home is, on a chalkboard in our house, and then you just left it. (laughs) But I think home home
1: looks different (laughs) for different people. And it feels different Mm. at different times. Mm. And I think about it differently in different times. It means something different in different times. And I mean, I don't think I have any answers about the concept of home. Except that it is a feeling sometimes. Sometimes you just feel at home in a place.
0: Mm.
1: And sometimes you don't. Mm. And...
0: Yeah, well, I mean... And sometimes
1: it's a choice that you make to call a place home, even though it doesn't feel like home. Sure. And I think that, like, we choose to make our home with the four of us, mm. wherever that would be. Yeah. But I also do still know that there is something really significant about a place that you call home. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't... I think that's it's one of those questions that I think I will only be able to answer when I'm old. (laughs) When I look back on my life and I can say like this was home and that was home and all of this has been a journey home. Yeah. And I think yeah, I think it's a it, it is a journey and it is a labyrinth for me and There are some times and places when I feel far away from
0: Mm.
1: what home is, and there are other times in which I feel like it is right next to me. Uh, I don't know if I will ever be a person, though, that could say, this is home, full stop, Mm. I'm done. Mm. (laughs) Maybe when I die.
0: (laughs) I don't know. But,
1: yeah, I mean, I think all the places that we see as home... The people, maybe they're all reflections of what our true home is.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: That's very philosophical. That's You,
0: you went <laughs> yeah, pretty deep. But, but also, when, when we're traveling around, there are certain places when we feel at home. But oh, sure. But I think that has more to do than anything else that has to do with people. And when we're with those people, we feel at home. I mean, I, I think of, like, in the time that I've known your family in the last 13, 14 years, uh, they've lived a lot of places. Like your parents. Uh, we have <laughs> yeah. lived a lot
1: of places. Well, we
0: have too. But they've lived a lot of different houses. But it always somehow feels like their house uh, when we're there. Yeah, And it, and it, it feels... Well, they're, they're pretty expert at that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, making you feel like place, making it feel like there's well yeah. that's a that's a good skill to have um but it it does always feel like uh like home when we're with them because it's just wherever it happens to be that's where that's where they are and there's people i mean there's people all over that we feel that way about as well maybe not the same way but we feel home at home with um yeah
1: i do think that you are much quicker <clears throat> to call a place home and to feel at home <laughs> than I am. I think I'm much more waiting you mean you and you doubtful. You don't think you're going to feel
0: at home in the Airbnb no. after three days? No.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think I am just a person oh, that's, who that's is gonna be our home. much more skeptical and doubtful and right. waiting sure. um, with people and places.
0: Um, we're, we're kind of in the tentative planning schedule, plan, stages of our schedule for the next time we're in the U.S., and one of the things we've talked about is getting some sort of an RV home and just, RV, just living out of the RV for however long we're there.
1: Yeah, well, the reason that it's appealing to me <laughs> is because...
0: Roving home.
1: Well, it's because then we would have one small piece
0: of our lives that could yeah. stay the same yeah. in
1: the midst of having to have so much
0: that was changing. I, I think it's it's a very good idea. Um, if anybody out there listening, any of the twenty two <laughs> of you have an RV in America somewhere that you want to lend us, give a us pop a up? Sh- give us a shout because we're the pop up void house,
1: <laughs> pop like up cafe, pop-up
0: cafe. pop up home, <laughs> popping it all up. That's time to I think it's time to pop down. I think we've been doing this for 1,079 measures um, because I forgot to put GarageBand in um, minutes instead of <laughs> beats and measures, so we're just uh, thousands of measures into this. Um, I
1: think we've said what we need to say.
0: I've said what I need to say. I, can't, I don't know about you. But, uh, yeah, thanks, folks. Uh, we'll do another one of these next week uh, sometime. Uh We'll be, I think we're going to talk about the Enneagram, which could be interesting. Um, it's pretty. I don't ooh. feel like I know
1: enough to talk about it.
0: Oh, no, we're talking about it. We're going to. never stopped gonna, you. That's never stopped me before. Uh, yeah. No, we're not going to present expert opinions. We're just going to talk about how we've used it because I think it's interesting and useful. So stay tuned. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody.
1: Bye. Bye.